Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. I'm also a self-care coach for Black women who are looking to get to where the healing resides. Today, I want to talk about triggers, sis. I don't know if I've ever talked about triggers specifically on the show before. I went back and looked through the episodes. I didn't really see anything um, and since I've been recording for a few years now. Uh, and, and, and creating the space for a few years now. I, I may have talked about it in an episode, but not necessarily where that was the point of the overall episode. So I want to talk about, you know, for the times that you are triggered. So let's go ahead and get into that. Um, but first, I want to invite you to slow down. I want to invite you to um, intentionally make this time for you, about you, like everything about you with this time that we're going to spend. And it may be a good 30 minutes to 40 minutes. I'm not sure exactly how long this episode is going to go, but I want to invite you to intentionally slow down and do so with the spirit of this is for me. I deserve this. This is what I need. This is going to pour into my self-care cup. Okay. Um, now I did want to start each episode when I could talking about, um, what my self-care looked like for the previous week. And so I want to talk about that very briefly. And then we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode. So for me, my self-care this week looked like the number one thing that stood out for me was I intentionally did not move my body this week. And that was self-care. I know that I talk about body movement a lot because I know what the benefits of that could be. Um, just a quick aside, I'm, I'm recording this episode outside at the park. So you're going to hear children yelling, people riding on bikes and things like that. So I wanted to, to say that. Um, but I know that generally speaking, when you listen to when you listen to the podcast, I definitely make it a point to talk about moving your body, making space for movement, stretching, um, because I know that that will help us tap into being able to release 
uh, on a different level than what we may do on an everyday basis, right? So I always talk about moving the body, moving the body, moving the body, right? Um, But this week, I made a point to not move my body. And the reason for that is because I hurt my back, y'all. Your girl hurt her back. And so for like the last week, week and a half, and I can still even feel it now, honestly. Um, But my back, my lower back has been hurting. I'm definitely getting up there in age a little bit. I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just saying that, you know, as you progress in age, your body starts to do things a little bit or a lot a bit differently than what you may you know be accustomed to and so I'm learning that I really have to be careful with my back and 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 I also want to look for ways to strengthen my back muscles but that's a whole nother conversation um but no I did not and every morning I made a point to get up move my body stretch my body and I and I think part of it is because of how I have been sleeping I sleep really really weird I won't even go into it but just the way I contort my body is just ridiculous um but also I have been trying some new videos and I think I pushed my body too far it didn't hurt when I was doing it but you know when you learn to listen to your body and this was a very obvious thing obviously right you know what pain feels like the next day (laughs) and so that was a reminder to me to like when I'm trying new videos um that are doing new postures and moves that I may not really do on a regular basis you're stretching you're you're touching different parts of your body that may have been kind of like an adornment <laughs> face so um just a, a note to you if you are adding movement into your routine just obviously do that with a little bit of caution okay so that was my self-care I stayed in bed for a lot of the week did not do anything really much right um and, and, and I was allowing my body to heal. So overall, self-care for me includes listening to your body. And so my body was saying, go sit down somewhere. And that's exactly what I was able to do. So now that we've talked about that, and hopefully that'll give you an opportunity to reflect on how you too uh, prioritized yourself in the last few days. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the episode, which again, we're going to be talking about for the times you are triggered, child. So yeah, um, I want to just preface this by saying, as as I want to mention just on a regular basis, though I'm a self-care coach, I'm not a, a counselor, I'm not a, a therapist, I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, a psychologist, I'm not any of those things, okay? So the things that I share on the podcast as a whole, as well as in this episode, they are just things that I have learned that have helped me or things that I am exploring, right? Uh, and so I want to kind of bring that to you because a lot of times when we talk about healing for black women, uh, self-care for black women, like the, the conversations don't necessarily center us as it is, right? And that's why I created the podcast. A lot of the stuff that I was finding out there was not for us by us. And so I feel like there's self-care and then there's self-care from a perspective of a black woman. And that's that's, you know, what I try to bring. So again, I'm not saying that I'm a therapist or anything like that. So as you're listening to this conversation that I'm having with you, uh, just I I want you to to keep that in mind. Okay, sometimes we need extra help in our journeys. And there's no shame in that. And that includes therapy. Okay, that includes seeing someone that is a licensed professional that can prescribe if necessary medicine, or you're seeing them on a weekly basis or whatever schedule makes sense for you. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, oh, and one last thing that I wanted to mention before I forget, because I would very, I would really, 
this is this is something that I would appreciate someone talking about um, as a single woman, right? When I said that I was going to, or like how I slowed down last in the last week or so, that definitely happened. But also, I wanted to mention that another thing that I am going to be doing in regards to just my body and taking care of my body, uh, I am going to make sure that I go for a massage slash cupping soon. I've never tried cupping before, so I'm curious to see how that helps my body as I'm healing. Um, but the massage thing was something that I was doing on a very, very regular basis before I quit my job and definitely before COVID, which all kind of happened around within a few months of each other, right? Um, but note to every everyone listening to this, especially my single girls, especially my single ladies, there is extreme power and healing and releasing connection in the form of, or just like in being touched. And if you are single or you're someone that, you know, you uh, may not, I don't know, for example, have a lot of interaction physically. I know we do a lot of interacting online and by text and social media and stuff like that. But if you're not booed up, if you're not in a relationship, if you don't have children um, or just different things like that, you may not have a lot of, a lot of uh, points of contact and so where you're able to be touched okay and so I want to highly recommend to you that you book massages as often as your budget allows um, because that will really really help okay all right so now let's go ahead and get into the episode (laughs) Um, so I guess we should take it on back since we're talking about triggers like Maybe you don't even know what a trigger is and there's no no shame in that or you just kind of like, well, I'm not really sure, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. So I went to dictionary.com. They are the plug for this really simple definition. I try my best not to overcomplicate things. And so dictionary.com says a trigger is anything that reminds someone of previous trauma. And to be triggered is to have an intense emotional or physical reaction such as it says such as a panic attack after encountering a trigger so let's take that a bit further so again triggers being something that like a a stimulus that uh, or something that happens that you know boom you're back in that moment or you're reminded uh, of that previous trauma and you know it shows up in in a few different ways they're called trauma responses one of them was which dictionary.com mentioned a panic attack, but it can all, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, always a panic attack. It can be uh, in the form of anxiety. It can, it can feel like, or look like um, being irritated, being angry all the time, isolating yourself. That's that, that is something that I definitely do. And I try to be very mindful of because I do isolate sometimes a lot of times because I just want the quiet. I just want to to just be at peace. Um, but I have to be careful because I can also isolate and just remove myself, not for those reasons, but because I am trying to protect myself or I am triggered by something, right? So isolation, and that's something that my therapist uh, actually mentioned uh, in our last call as well. But um, gaps in your memory, anxiety, nightmares, um, you know, those kind of things that those are some of the ways and definitely not all, but some of the ways that triggers can, I guess, manifest or, or show up, right? Or it could be headaches or just just feeling of ickiness overall, this feelings of fear. There's just there's different 
ways that it shows up, right? And so learning yourself helps you to understand kind of where you are um, on that spectrum, right? And, and, and how you feel and how it shows up for you. And I can tell you that things like they can just bubble up seemingly out of the blue, right? And you're triggered. That's at least that's how it has been for me, right? Um, so for example, it could be a song that reminds you of someone or, or, or uh, a book or a, a smell or going, for example, going back to your old neighborhood. Could I could see how that could be uh, very triggering, right? Depending on what happened in your household, depending on what happened in your neighborhood. Um, it could be a story in the news. And this definitely, like this is one for me. The news can be very triggering for me. And that's why I try my best to not consume a lot of news online because there will be certain stories that I hear and I just, I get, I get triggered. I feel very emotional. I'll start to feel that fear, you know, bubbling up or entering my body, depending on the story or anxiety um, or stress. And so even though I don't always take my own advice and I'll just be posted up (laughs) reading all this new stuff. I do try to pace myself because it can be very triggering for me. Um, It could be a disagreement that you have with someone or someone calling you something. Maybe someone calling you out of your name or someone saying something to you that just takes you back or you're triggered. Does that make sense? So it's not just like a one and done or just like one type of scenario here. There can definitely, to my knowledge, be different types of triggers and different ways to be triggered. And it can show up in a variety of ways, right? So keep that in mind as you continue working through your own uh, healing processes and through your healing journey. So I'm talking about this honestly because, well, it's always great to have this kind of conversation, but also what's coming up, y'all? The holidays. The holidays, the most wonderful time of the year, (laughs) being sarcastic there, um, the holidays are coming. Brace yourself. Gird your loins, sis. Get your, make sure your, your your wig is glued on. Secure your edges, right? The holidays are rapidly approaching. And I want you, though, to keep in mind that any change, like any shift or any change in your life, that, that um, kind of goes against the norm or... Um, it's just different than what you've become accustomed to or situations that your body or your spirit may may register uh, subconsciously as possibly unsafe or a threat. Um, those can, you know, bring up feelings of being triggered, too. So I want to make sure I mention that. But I'm specifically talking about it because, you know, the holidays are definitely upon us. And that's a huge, huge deal. Let's go ahead and take a break right here. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. All right, so I am back. So like I was saying, holidays are rapidly approaching. And so I want to talk about these triggers and just some ways that I have learned or am learning, you know, because this is still a process for me too. I I try to say it as often as possible. Um, Keep in mind that I may be an, I don't want to say expert, but I may have uh, more extensive knowledge on certain forms of self-care or certain parts of it, which is the things I talk about. Maybe I learn a little bit more than you have, or I'm further along in my journey than you are in certain areas when it comes to self-care. But, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still doing what makes sense for me to um, approach healing in a way that feels good that helps me um, expand that doesn't have me just so in other words so my life can just be the type of life that I'm happy to live so I'm still learning too y'all and every time I get to a different level just like they say what is it new levels new devils or whatever that saying is it's the same for all of us and it's definitely the same for me okay so let's talk about some ways that you can prioritize yourself Right. I have a few things that I, uh, you know, realize have helped me along the way. And these are not necessarily in in any particular order. Right. There was a car passing. My bad, y'all. So um, the first thing that I would say is honestly just to learn and explore the ways that you become triggered. Like, how do you get to that point? And if it's helpful, maybe keep a journal, write it down, right? Because I find that for me, if I, especially as someone who has in the past experienced gaps in my memory, for whatever reason, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with trauma, just my personal opinion. And that's just how I feel. If I, 
I wish I I wish I would have started journaling at a much earlier age than I did. Um because then I would have kind of like this how about this? I would have receipts. Not that you need receipts, you know, to feel how you feel, but it's I find that it for me it would probably probably excuse me be helpful to be able to go back and just kind of like read some of the stuff that I went through because I don't remember everything. So I would definitely suggest keeping a journal like when you feel triggered, okay? If you remember, you know, whip out your phone um if if you can make space for that or grab your journal, whatever mode of kind of like release makes sense for you and just figure out ways to or write down like how that feels when you're triggered or what the circumstances was. If there was a, a like a flashback that popped up when you got triggered, write it down, write out, you know, what that was, what that felt like when you were experiencing that. It's just I think it's a I think it's healthy and help and helpful to be able to get curious about those things that trigger you because also I feel like it helps you just to kind of see what the precedence is or what the patterns are your personal patterns when it comes to being triggered is it in a certain environment is it in a certain situation um is it when someone says a certain thing or talks about a certain subject or is it when you go to a specific place you know what I'm saying so being able to journal and explore your triggers and learn more about you know everything that encompasses that trigger I feel like it's really really helpful you kind of have like a little bit of a history right it brings more awareness to what you're experiencing right um, and once you have more awareness, um, I feel like it. the more awareness you have, you are able to come to terms with whatever changes may be necessary in your life. And these changes, they may be long term, they may be short term, sh- excuse me, short term. Look at me, I'm getting all stumbly. Hold on, I'm going to take a breath here. Can you do that with me? Let's just take a breath. And release. I'm back. I find that when I'm talking about something that I'm like excited about or just really want to express um, my thoughts on, I start to talk a little faster. And if you're not a fast listener necessarily, I have to be aware that we all are in different, like we all have different things that we like, different abilities and, and just different ways that we process things. And so if you you know, I want to make sure that what I'm saying is heard. How about that? I want to make sure that what I'm saying is heard. So I'm going to try not to speak so fast. (laughs) Okay. So your girl be getting excited, y'all. This this whole, like I geek out, even though sometimes the subject is hard and it's ugly. um, And I'm not saying that every, every, I talk about makes me excited or everything I learn about makes me excited please hear me when I say that but there are times when I just I just love talking about certain things because I just know that it opens up the space for connection it opens up the space me talking about something that's hard and you might be someone on the other end who has shame around that thing and you don't you've never experienced someone that talked about it in 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 public or in a public forum you know what I'm saying um so we're breaking chains we're removing shame we're removing judgment we're learning about stuff just how to live well and love ourselves and well-being and all that kind of stuff and so I just get sometimes really excited about 
certain topics or just sharing information and exploring things. So that's that's why your girl is like this. Okay, I'm just a nerd. Okay, okay. (laughs) So um, good thing I have some notes here, y'all, because I will be all over the place if I didn't. So I was talking about awareness. And what I was saying is that once you have more awareness, you can come to terms with whatever changes might be necessary, right? Because to heal, sometimes we've got to have certain actions take place, right? Um, and these can be short-term solutions. They can be long-term solutions. These are this, it could just be something that helps you to cope just for the, in the interim, um, until you're able to fully address the, the situation that you're experiencing or whatever that trigger is. But, um, you know, give yourself the space, like invite, invite that space or give yourself the openness to invite healing into that area. Right. So what we're not aware of, we can't we can't change. Um, And so we need to definitely be open to having more awareness when it comes to those changes that that might be needed. Right. Um, So that's number one. The second thing that I would say is to I know this is going to sound funny and I'm going to try not to laugh when I say it because this is kind of like a duh thing. But girl, (laughs) sis, girl learn how to breathe okay (laughs) I know you're like girl I already know how to breathe no you don't okay because I know that I be holding my breath like so when I'm when I'm triggered or if I'm in in a state of stress or whatever um I will hold my breath, y'all. And maybe this is not you, but I know that there are some of you out there that y'all, 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 it's like y'all underwater. You just holding your breath, right? Just paddling your hardest until you can get out of the situation. I'm laughing because I do it too. I'm not making light of it. I do it too. And it just sounds funny when I think about it, right? Um, I'll hold my breath and I won't be aware of it until I am out of that situation or I'm out of that environment. And then I feel like I can fully breathe. Right. And I'll even sometimes notice when I take that breath, when I unintentionally allow myself to breathe fully, it's like my body just relaxes. That's what we need. Right. So you got to learn how to breathe. So, sis, just please stop holding your breath because your breath holding your breath is not going to give you the rest your body needs to cope when you're going through these triggers. Right. Breathing can help you with clarity. It can help you. um reduce stress in the moment it can help you feel more at peace in the moment like getting that oxygen into your body it does a lot it goes a very long way and while you're like when you're triggered and you're if you're taken back or you know you're having these whatever these feelings are that you're feeling when you're triggered you know you can still feel those feelings and that's fine but just remind yourself as you're going through that process if you can or just check in with yourself. Like, am I am I taking full breaths right now? Can I slow down my breathing just a little bit? Can I kind of go inward just a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Allow yourself to breathe. Let that oxygen flow. Um, I would say the easiest thing to do is um, just inhale fully. And then release through your mouth. <sighs> Doing that three times can go a very long way. Let's try that one more time, okay? So go ahead and breathe in through your nose as, and just hold it for a second. And then release through your mouth. (sighs) 
I don't know about you, but just that breath is just so cleansing. It just feels so good. So you still, you're still you, you're still feeling your feelings, but you're allowing that, that part of life to kind of flow in, if that makes sense, right? So learn how to breathe, sis, or learn how to let yourself breathe. Um, the third thing that I would say is to, I, I couldn't find the episode that I talked about this, but I know that I have an episode that talks about your self-care, having a self-care like uh, emergency kit or a toolkit or something like that. And so if you have made a self-care toolkit and you have access to it, I would say get in the toolkit, sis. That's what you made it for. You made that toolkit for times when you are going through something, when you are feeling certain feelings, when you need to allow yourself room to just be. So you can even get a chance to process what just happened or what, what what's going on. You know what I mean? So in your toolkit, it could be a book of poems that feed your spirit. Um, it could be Listen, it could be a certain snack that you like, all right, that just lights you up. <laughs> as soon as you hear the crinkle of the wrapper, the wrapper, you like, oh my God. It could be your favorite tea, having a few packets of your favorite tea in, in, in your box. It could be um, a card of affirmations um, that you pull out and you tell yourself four times of stress, right? It could be a variety of things that you have in that box. But I definitely want you to, if you haven't, if you don't already have kind of like some go-to things, even if you don't necessarily keep them in a box under your bed, for example, but if you identify in advance some things that help you to soothe, that help you to feel uh, good, that help you to just slow down and center yourself, I would say go ahead and identify those things now. So that way, when you are triggered, because you are going to be triggered again, right, as you're healing, um, you can, if necessary, go to that thing go to that whatever it is that helps you just to soothe and center yourself okay so that was I think the third thing the fourth thing that I would say is we're talking about just you know processing these triggers or going through these triggers right um is I think I mentioned it before but let's talk about it just a little bit more acknowledge your feelings sis acknowledge your feelings your feelings are not bad your feelings do not have to be blocked so that you can appear more resilient or strong you know what I'm saying let your feelings guide you now we know that your feelings aren't always necessarily what is true in life but again your feelings can be a guide into areas that need more TLC and I can tell you like if you've been in dysfunctional relationships, abusive relationships, God forbid, I hope that's not the case. Um, Dysfunctional households, which I grew, I'm a product of a dysfunctional household for good and for bad. I am the product of a highly dysfunctional family, highly dysfunctional household. Okay. So if you're a product of of one of those things I just mentioned, you may have been forced to shut it down, right? You may have been forced to accept any old kind of treatment, somebody saying something out of pocket about you, how you look, whatever in your family, you just had to go along to get along. You had to pretend that shit was okay, that it was normal. Um, You may have been taunted and teased about your emotions. So you just learned to just, you know, store them away. You might have been forced, forced to just keep them inside. 
that's a part of my story. And I've had to come to terms with that. Like I grew up feeling like the, I guess, quote unquote, ugly or the hard emotions, like those were not okay. Okay. I'll, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, maybe not, but I can tell you that one of the things for me was um, like when I was being spanked, which to me, feel it was, I feel like it was abuse. Okay. But when I was spanked, you know what you, what your parent or your, what, the, what, excuse me, what they would say when it, when you were crying afterwards, C- keep crying or stop crying, or I'm going to give you something more to, t- to cry about. I don't know why I'm getting all tongue tied. Maybe this actually case in point, right? I'm talking about triggers and I'm talking about something that happened to me. And do you notice, did you notice actually I'm processing this in real time, but did you notice how those words came out? When I started talking about what I was talking about with the spankings. Seriously, did you notice that? I definitely did now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think it's a coincidence that my words started to get heavy and stuck in my mouth and jumbly when I started talking about abuse and spankings and crying, right? So let me go back to it here. So what I was trying to say is, you know, the saying that a lot of us heard when we were growing up, stop crying or I'm going to give you something else to cry about. I heard that after getting my ass whooped. I mean, it hurts. It's pain. Emotionally, it's painful. Obviously, physically, it's painful. And you're crying and carrying on because you're hurt. Right. And you're trying to process everything that's just happened. So obviously, at least for me, I'm crying for a few reasons. But definitely with here, the stop crying or I'm going to give you something to cry about. Right. Does that even make sense? That is a strong indicator or effect of um, colonization and white supremacy right there. Okay. But I digress. So um, anyway, just like Elsa from Frozen, like conceal, don't feel, don't let them, don't let it show. Right. Um, That is a very interesting song. But I was thinking about that, too. And just like how we do conceal. Right. And we don't allow ourselves to feel the emotions that clearly want and need to be expressed. Um. These days, as a part of my healing journey, I, I verbally identify my thought or how I'm feeling. That's how I bring awareness um, to the situation. That is how I allow myself to acknowledge my feelings. I verbally call it what it is, no matter what it is or how it might sound to someone if they heard like what I was feeling or what I was thinking. Like I, Sometimes you just can't care about that. Right. So I for me, what works is verbally saying it out of my mouth and identifying that thought or how I'm feeling. There's power to speaking your truth and how you feel your emotions. They're not something we should have to be ashamed of. Things that happen to you, those parts of your story, those are not things for you that you have to be ashamed of. Right. They're not shameful things. So I would suggest like. You know, when you're in it, if you if you can. Right. And not everyone is in a place where they can do it all the time. Right. But if you can, you know, make time to pause, stop what you're doing and acknowledge how you feel. 
part of the healing happens when you can call out how you feel, explore your feelings and, you know, whatever truth or whatever quote unquote truth they are expressing and then working to move, you know, to heal that truth or or shift beyond that truth. If it applies, um, this can look like saying affirmations. Um, it can, you know, I would say even allowing yourself to activate that 2.0 version of yourself that has your back. Like, um, when you're feeling some kind of way, like for me, activating my 2.0 self is like, and I I had a missed opportunity. And actually, I I don't want to really, I'll just say, how about this? So someone said something to me that was very rude. And I didn't acknowledge it in the moment. I didn't allow that, I guess, 2.0 version of myself to come in and, you know, kind of advocate for myself or stand up for myself. I was triggered. I was in the moment, you know, and and the moment kind of passed. But there are times when I am able to allow that 2.0 version of myself, that that woman that's inside of you and me, um, to just, I guess, rise up and, and have my back in the moment. So I would suggest, you know, verbally releasing, you know, that whatever that thought or that emotion is. And for me, again, because it's not always just to you, it might be to another person. And maybe that looks like learning more how to communicate. Uh, It could be learning how to release fear in the moment and just, you know, say what needs to be said. I mean, there's different parts to this but those are the things that I find helpful for me um yeah actually I think those are all the the points that I wanted to make so again just um being able to acknowledge your feelings um learning how to breathe um what else prioritizing yourself exploring what your triggers are um opening up that self-care toolkit or creating your self-care toolkit If you do not have one, those are all ways that I have found have helped me in this journey when I am triggered. So I guess the final thing that I want to say is that, you know, the further you go in your healing journey, the the further you go in your healing journey, you may not have the same triggers, you know, anymore. Um, They may become different triggers for different situations. I just want you to know that if a trigger pops up, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean this is something you need to hide from. Those triggers are coming up because I feel anyway that there are things there that are coming to light that probably should be looked at, probably should be addressed in some way. Okay, so allow those triggers to, I guess, if you will, open you up a little bit. If you're comfortable with it, explore it a little bit. If you need help, like I mentioned before, because some of the work that needs to be done, y'all, it's not light. It's not fluffy. It's not easy to carry. Some of the stuff that we are processing and working through that have, you know, that could have happened even decades ago. Right. But it's still there like a rock on your chest, right? Um, Weighing you down. You're trying to float along in life and you're swimming along and then here comes a boulder that just lands on your back and 
takes you below the surface and you're struggling to swim, right? And do life with this rock that you're carrying on your back, right? So sometimes we need help. We need help and that's okay. So if you're able to, if you really have some triggers or some strong feelings around some things and you think that it would make sense for your mental health, for your physical health, for your spiritual health to work with a therapist, I just want to do my best to remove that stigma that's in the black community. There is no shame in working with a therapist. There is no shame in working with a self-care coach. Two totally different things. But I'm just saying, getting support for what you need, there's no shame in that. There's no judgment in that, okay? So that is literally all that I wanted to talk about. Um, If you liked this episode, I would really love it that you or if you um, could go to iTunes and leave a five star rating and review, maybe even share this podcast episode uh, with a friend that might need to hear this episode about triggers and things like that and and processing and working through triggers. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. So I hope that you have an amazing week. I hope that um, this episode was able to refill your self-care cup. I hope that once you hit end on this podcast, you're able to go out there in the world and just feel amazing from head to toe. That's that's my hope for you this week, all right? If you have any questions or comments or want to hear about other types of topics on this show, you can always email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that is connect at browngirlselfcare.com. That's it for this episode. Have a blessed week and I will see you next Monday. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.